Hey guys, welcome back to Zachary Reality. I am your host, Zachary Reality. We're here with the 26th episode of my podcast. So I'm so excited to be back because it has been, I think, about two weeks since the last time I did a podcast. So I'm glad to be back because I love connecting with you guys on this platform. I always forget how much I love it until I'm like here in front of the mic, like in my own little section just like talking to you guys and venting. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to do this more often. But to be completely honest, guys, I have to be real with y'all. This podcast has been a lot of work over the past eight months. And no, I'm not ending it. Everyone, please relax. Um, But this podcast has been so much work, which is the reason why I have not done the podcast every single week. And I don't think that I'm going to be doing the podcast every Thursday moving forward. I think I'm going to go onto a schedule where it's every other week or maybe once every three weeks. And the reason for that is because my podcast is generally about the guests and the interviews, because I can totally just tell you guys my opinions of all these reality shows on my TikTok, on my YouTube channel, and kind of vent. And there is a lot I want to do with my podcast in the future. I will never end my podcast. I will be doing this for literally 10, 20, 30 years. But right now, where I'm at in my life, I kind of just want to take a little bit of a step back with the podcast. And I'll totally be back in like two or three weeks weeks with another interview with another reality star, because that is the whole point of my podcast. But I do want to turn it into something amazing. And I want the podcast to be in a studio. I want to get on, you know, a bigger type of platform with the podcast and make it come to life. However, right now, it just needs a little bit of behind the scenes work. So that's why we will be doing the podcast every two or three weeks moving forward until we can get it to where I want it to be. And it just needs a little bit of internal work. So I just want to be honest with you guys where I'm at. I hope that doesn't sound negative because the last thing I want is for anyone to listen to a podcast that is negative, but I'd rather just be real and 100 where I'm at with the podcast. And I really want the podcast to be all about my interviews with reality stars right now, but the podcast is going to evolve in the future. I know it is. So stay tuned for that. But I do want to say, I want to give you guys a little bit of tea here before I talk about my new guest who is coming on for today. I want to talk a little bit about Dancing with the Stars. My videos about Dancing with the Stars on TikTok have gone viral. I have been saying some really controversial opinions on the show, and I also have been talking a lot about conspiracy theories, the fact that it's rigged, some predictions, and I've been getting a lot of things right, and I have been getting a lot of things wrong, and it has really sparked controversy, and I never expected my Dancing with the Stars videos to go as viral as they have on TikTok, but they really have been getting a lot of reactions, so that's why I'm continuing to do it, but I want to let you guys know that I have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about when I do Dancing with the Stars videos. Like I literally, I know about press. I know about reality TV. I can put two and two together when they say Real Housewives of Atlanta going to film. Okay, I guess it's Kenya Moore's way out. She has to go. But I still have not watched the show for many years at all. I've always been in and out. And I really don't know that much about the show, like the behind the scenes and stuff. But I do have a friend that works on the show. So I do get a little bit of tea from her or him. I won't say. Um, But I also can just put two and two together. So that's kind of why I'm feeding into these conspiracy theories. Also, I love getting the clout on TikTok. So I just kind of wanted to let y'all loyal followers know that if you guys were curious about why my Dancing with the Stars TikToks are a little off, 
I don't care if they're off. I'm just happy that they are viral. So with that being said, there is my little bit of tea to share. And I'm going to share so much more tea on my channels and my podcast very, very soon. But I, I don't know. I just love spilling tea with you guys. But anyway, let me introduce my guest for today's podcast. He is the winner of the Circle Season 3. We have a whole winner here for the Circle Season 3. This is a major, major big deal. James Jefferson Jr. is going to be joining me in just a couple of minutes. Having him on my podcast was such a treat, and I have met him in person a couple of times in the past couple of months. He's an absolute amazing stand-up guy, and I was a little hesitant to accept the fact that he won the Circle at first because I truly believe that Nick and Kay played amazing games. But me and James are going to talk all about that, all about his win and how he was able to win the circle. And after, you know, recording this podcast with him, I 150% think and know that he deserved to win the circle. He earned his title. So I really highly encourage you guys to listen to it. If you want to know a little bit more how he was able to take home the championship of the circle season three and James spills so much tea about the circle. Apparently there was an alliance. No one knows, knows about there was some behind the scenes tea. What did he do with the money? James really holds no bars back. He gets into the nitty gritty of the tea. This is going to be a really fun episode for you guys to listen. So buckle the fuck up, listen to the podcast with James. And as always, we will touch base at the end of the episode. We are here with the winner of the most recent season of the circle. The one and only James Andre Jefferson Jr. What a there name. There you go. Get it. Get yes. it right, hunty. I'm going to get, get it, it right. right. I'm going to get it right. We are speaking with Circle Royalty here. James, how are you doing today? Welcome to my podcast. I'm doing good. I literally just got out the shower. I why my forehead a little wet. Uh, I got out the gym. You know, I'm trying to lose a little weight. So oh. Netflix had me looking a little chubby on the show. Since filming, I lost about 40 pounds. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what is what is motivating you to work out and keep up in shape? Just Netflix and being on TV and more people, you know, looking at you? It's funny. I, I, in around 2015, 2016, I was like big as I ever was. And then... I just started working out, started running, probably lost about 100 pounds. And then when I went out there, because, um, you know, they shot season two and season three together. Did you go I out was, early, I, too? I was out there for season two. I actually, it was 40 days and 40 nights, not to get all political, before I actually went into the circle. And um, I just was eating every day out there. And they gave me this budget, and I just was eating this this place called Nando's. Uh, it's fire-ass chicken. I can cuss on you, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay some fire ass chicken and I will use it. I probably, I probably spent more money on food in Europe than actually pride the prize money that I got. Could you not work out in Europe or it was just too easy because you were quarantined. So you were just like bored all the time eating system. Cause I brought some workout equipment out there, but I was on like the third floor and I'm still a heavy guy. So I can't be jumping around and shit. Yeah. And um, they got, a, I, I didn't want to leave my apartment, my flat out there and accidentally bumping to somebody got COVID because we was getting tested every two, three days. So I just said, you know, let me just chill out and eat good. And then eating good went away and me stopped working out. So I probably gained 25 pounds out there just eating. And now you're going to lose it all back. I can't believe you were there for 40 days before you even got into filming. I mean, do you think it was all worth it in the end? Of course. <laughs> even <laughs> if I didn't win, 
even if I didn't win, the the whole thing was worth it. it but it was it was um, stressful. I have to thank my fiance because she kept me situated and kept me my my mind my mind right. Letting you know it's okay. You know who you are. If you make it, you don't. Oh well. Oh well. And um, like literally, I got a phone call saying, "Oh, we're starting season two. You ain't shit. So you gotta stick around and just let you know we finished season two. You still ain't shit. If you want to stay, you're able to stay. And if you or you can leave. It's up to you. So I decided to stay. Hey, another phone call. Hey, we started season three. You ain't shit. And then six days after season three started, or five days after season three started, I came in. So how many people were waiting, or you don't even know, maybe you know now, for like that were waiting around for season two? Did anyone just quit and go home because they didn't want to stay in England for too many weeks? I don't know the like, number. Uh-huh. I don't know the number, but I know. So they use, for two seasons, they use about 25, 24 of us total, I believe. Okay. And I think I heard the number flirted around around 60 people were out there total for wow. season two or season three. So there's about, I would say at the very least 20 people out there that watched our season. It was like, fuck these guys. I just want to let them know. I love you guys. We wait around. To you? Nobody's reached. I think one person kind of reached out to me, but I don't know if he was supposed to. So I don't know if he's being for future seasons, uh-huh. but um, yeah. So I, they haven't reached out. I want them to reach out because I want to talk to them. Yeah, I, I was almost one of those people. Yeah, well, I would assume that they would probably reuse those people for seasons four and five because they're filming those right now back to back. Did you hear of anything about that? Do you have any tea you want to share? I know um, this is not my tea to share, but true, I know true. Chanel was at, Chanel was actually out there for season one. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Chanel, they flew. Yeah, Chanel was out there for season one. Um, they didn't use her, and then they had an idea to bring her back for it. I don't know if she was out there for season two or three, but yeah. um, they had an idea to bring her and her sister in together. So yeah. um, I don't know anything about any tea about season four. I have no, I, honestly, I don't even care about the tea yeah. for season four and five. I just, I, as, I just want to watch it as a fan and sit mm-hmm. back. Not Because just imagine you. You were out there for season two and three. We were obsessed with season two and how they were moving, watching their mm-hmm. stories. And like, we wanted to reach out to them and do all this stuff. But now that I'm done, it's like, I just want to watch that as a fan. Kind of like yeah. um, Delisa. Delisa, uh, she didn't know I won until everybody else knew, knew I won. And um, she wanted to watch it as a fan as well. So that, that's kind of how I want to watch it. Were future. you a fan of seasons one and two before you even got on three? Or were you only watching because you were in casting? See, I didn't see season two, only seen season one. So, so um, it's, I'll tell you the true story. The whole story was um, we watched Love is Blind, me and my fiance, loved it. Mm-hmm. Then we watched Two Out to Handle, loved it. I told my fiance, go on, watch a couple episodes of The Circle and let me know if we need to watch that. She told me not to watch it. And then one day we was bored. I said, let's just watch it. And why we, not? We got further. I guess the, she just wasn't into the first episode. Okay. But she said watching it with me, we 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 enjoyed it. And um she just wasn't like the idea of it is so foreign. You, you don't know you like it until you watch the entire season. Uh-huh. So um we fell in love with it. We love Sammy, we love Joey. And then it was so crazy the next day I, I got off and I seen a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad about their audition mm-hmm. for the show. And I literally grabbed my camera and I said, Let me just turn this video in real quick. Shot one take, stuttered, dirty room. Didn't put much effort into it, just being myself. And that's how I, I, I auditioned. I auditioned back in April of last year. Wow. And for people that don't know, you had a pretty large yeah, following. You had a pretty large following before you even went on the show. You make these funny reaction videos. Do you think your large following got you on the show? Do you think that helped you? It's so funny. My auditioning process before I got on the show was about four or five months. I thought it was going to hinder me because I don't make like 
funny little TikToks, like cute. I talk shit. And I have a lot of, maybe some people will say controversial opinions on things. So I remember uh, they did background checks on us. And everyone was like, oh, they didn't didn't mail me nothing back. They mailed me the stack of all these times I said something bad on the internet. Oh, they're not going to use me. Of course they're not going to use me. Like, what kind of stacks were they saying? What was so bad? It it might be people talking shit in the comment section. It might be be, um, certain, certain words. I might say motherfucker this and this and they they were just it just it was the the people's job to just send it to netflix oh this is what we found on him so it was nothing horrible it was nothing like oh i'm out here being uh racist or anything it was just i just yeah. my mouth i'm a comedian i talk shit Did you get worried when they sent you that stuff you're like oh my god i have to read oh 100 i thought stuff. it was a wrap i thought i thought like literally like i talked to my cast literally people say oh, i got two three papers oh i didn't even get one back when i tell you i had a stack like, and then, so when I got that, I remember I, I called my girl, I said, they ain't gonna use me. Look at all this shit they found on me. Wow. That's mostly crazy. cuss words. Yeah, but that's not even that big of a deal, cursing. But what are you, like, for everyone that doesn't know, like, what were you doing? Like, how do you make your living? Like, what kind of content do you make? Well, I make, um, I make reaction videos to current events. I talk about uh, a lot of situations. Sometimes I might talk about what's going on with, like, uh, like Black Lives Matter. I might react to somebody being stupid in the gym. Uh, I might react to somebody too drunk somebody react to a bunch of karens a bunch of Karen, karen karens have, have paid rent a couple times for me and um i also roasted celebrities and like, like i roasted the rock a few times and he actually follows yeah, me yeah. and reposted some of my videos um, i just saw that uh, i was just in a little creepy creepy and i saw that do you do this on tiktok youtube instagram like where are your, where are your platforms my main platform is instagram um i got I got banned off TikTok. Um, my, okay. my friends at Netflix helped me get my TikTok back, so I appreciate them. Um, shout out to Netflix. So mostly, yeah, shout out to Netflix. Uh, so they got uh, my TikToks back. Everything is James Jefferson J. But I may, I post videos on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. The main, what my main the spot is Instagram. Huh? Instagram. What does the Instagram. best? Like, what kind of content does the best? Like, what topic? Or it all varies. So, um, like whatever's current like i made a lot i made a bunch of tiktoks about squid games pretty much what i do in my i don't do like i said i don't do i don't do regular tiktoks i'm, I'm like you you have a unique thing on you mm-hmm. do on tiktok we're not yeah. just doing lip syncing and stuff like that mm-hmm. i like i i'll put the squid games on my computer and i'll record it while i'm talking shit i'm like oh look at these motherfuckers dying red light green light and then i say <laughs> something a, a funny comment and yeah those videos do the best for me on tiktok that's awesome so then why did you want to go on the circle? Was it to further your career maybe on social media or was it just because you wanted to try out a cool reality show competition? My uh, fiance made me fall in love with Big Brother. I started probably around season 14, maybe 15. And um, I never, I, I couldn't go on that show. I just couldn't. I couldn't be yeah. watched in the live feeds. So when I seen this show, I'm like, oh, I get to be myself. It's not that messy. Remember, I just watched season one at first. It wasn't mm-hmm. that messy at first, but it's, it's, I think now it's by season messy. six, it's, it's going to get Squid Game, Squid, uh, Squid <laughs> Game-ish. But um, I really think um, it just just being able to be myself on this show. Like, I, I couldn't do Two Out the Handle. I couldn't do Love is Blind. I couldn't do any of those shows. Well, you couldn't do those because you're in a relationship with Brittany, exactly. your fiance, for the past how many years? Nine years? Why didn't she want to go on the show? Why did she push you to do it specifically? Um. She, I don't think she doesn't want to be the super center of retention type of in our relationship. I'm the louder one. I'm always even though she her personality, people that I meet know. me, you, you met me first. You met me yeah. first, right? 
Yeah. You probably love my fiance more than me. Am I correct? Yeah, but I just, because I like to bond with females more sometimes. But it happens all the time. People meet me, oh, we love you, James. But then, oh my, but your fiance though? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my, she's everything. So mm-hmm. I think she would do great on the show. I would love to try to get her on the show, actually. Well, maybe she will be on the show because there is some word going around the street that they might bring some family members from previous seasons on. So maybe we'll see her on there. Maybe we'll see me on there. I'm going to make an alliance with Brittany. We already have an alliance. We're going to fuck shit oh, up season six or seven. Just wait. Just don't do, just don't do, just don't do uh, what I did to Daniel to my fiance, please. Okay. We won't <laughs> do that. You, we have it on record. But, now. I, but I know you, I know you'll bring the mess if you go on that show. I know oh, you'll be cutthroat. Yeah. I'm there to win and that's it. Well, we'll have to see what exactly. happens with that. But you got on the circle and you they bring you in six days into the game. So you're a little late. Do you know what's all going on? Like how many days late you are? How much do they tell you when you go get in there? Nothing. They tell you absolutely nothing. They literally say you come in. Um, they bring they, first. I got my phone call at midnight the night before. Say you're coming in. They brought me a car around 10 o'clock, maybe nine. They um, do some, uh, you talk to a therapist, they make sure to check your bag so you don't bring nothing in. Uh, they do all this stuff and then they say, all right, it's time to go inside. Just go in there, bring bring your energy and be yourself. And you go in, you know, absolutely nothing. I had no idea who the biggest threats were. I had no idea who was in cahoots with each other. I had no idea they had a rap battle. I had no idea that, I, I didn't know K was a threat. I didn't know K was a threat. Yeah, I didn't know K was a threat until we talked after the game. I had no so idea. Who you, oh wow! So who do, who was like your who were you most intimidated by when you got in there and got into group chat? I wasn't intimidated by anybody, but I knew the biggest threat was Nick. Um, after he became influencer, I think the second time, and yeah. I was influencer with him. So that's when that's all I had to base it off of. Because when I got there, Kay was in third, and she dropped to eighth place because she was such a big threat early on that people couldn't trust her from the beginning yeah that's kind of why i guess her game ended up going the way it did because she came out so strong it almost worked in your advantage since you were such a good player that you came in later because nick ended up being the big target too you were able to go under the radar is that kind of how you felt watching i had it was funny at one point in time after the the daniel blocking i had i I was saying i remember i was just laughing to myself and i i remember saying this verbatim i said it's gonna be funny if these motherfuckers don't got his back like that like like he think they do talking about uh uh Isabella and um Matt I always get confused trying to say their catfish name whatever yeah yeah but um when I when the Jackie blocky a lot of people don't know that was six hours long me and Nick were going back and forth what six hours yes six hours what was that conversation like so first we did the stuff that you guys seen go trying to figure out each other I'm pretty sure me and Nick found I thought I thought it was him I'm pretty sure he found out who I was after a while um It, it got irritating at times. Like we were annoyed with each other because we just were repeating ourselves and Studio Lambert, Netflix, they didn't interfere at all. They let us talk, talk. So around like, I, they told us we have no sense of time. So somebody told me, one of the producers, I forget which one, told us it was about six, five to six hours. So I'm guessing around the four, four and a half hour mark, I thought about that joke. I said, why am I trying so hard to look like the biggest threat to win the money? Because if I, in that case, I would be in the biggest alliance, and people, I'm, I, I'm thinking people knew knew I was the influencer. Yeah. So how would they rate me at the end? And so that's when I had to make that cut cutthroat decision. I was like, damn, maybe Jackie does have to go. And then, yes, yeah, six hours, and you go back and forth a lot of emotions. But uh, yeah, which was a harder Jack, off. Jackie. 
I didn't wow. trust Daniel. I didn't trust Daniel walking into the. There was something that happened. Um, you remember the game Jackie hosted with the spin of the spin of the wheel. Yeah. Um, so if you remember how they showed it, um, Ashley took a shot at Kate in the, in the first question, and then what they don't show is Daniel gets a question and his question was something on the lines of who don't you want to be stuck in the elevator with a simple question. Right. Yeah. And he, I think he says Isabella or Ashley, but the, the follow-up was so politically correct. It made me think, Oh, Daniel's playing both sides. And so mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, I just want to protect me. Okay. Come to find out something else. They didn't show Daniel was in an alliance. Isabella and Ashley caught the rainbow road. Daniel would have won the game if he didn't get blocked at, at that round. So I went in comfortable enough saying, um, I, I just want to provide more protection for me and Kay. And what I did was I guaranteed myself to be an influencer again because what happened? I made Nick feel closer to me. Nick rated me higher the next influencer chat. So if I didn't make that decision, I would have fought against the band and I would have became their number one target and I would have dropped down. So I, it was that that was an easy decision for me with Daniel. But yeah. um the Jackie one was much yeah. tougher because I really did have a connection with Jackie at Endgame. And we all yeah. love EW and all that right now. Of course, yeah, of course. And I like what you said. I forgot what you said to Nick, but you said something like, um, if you get rid of Jackie or Daniel or whatever, then 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 you have to save me and Kay or something. Like you were really trying to play him, like risking risking it. You took a risk. You were like, if you get rid of this player, you make a sacrifice, like I'll pay you back later or something what was that decision you made i forgot so the decision i made was if we're blocking daniel you have to, if you if you find yourself in this position again you have to uh protect me and k now i did that i didn't trust them at the time i did that for two reasons to potentially provide safety and for nick to feel closer to me and it, both my both my reasonings work. And why did you? Why were you so protective towards Kay? Were you just like she's my only guaranteed number, or was there just something with her that you loved outside of a game level? Uh, I, I've always, um, like I said, I make videos about Black Lives Matter, and mm-hmm. I've noticed as a black man we go through racism together, but as a black woman she's going through racism and sexism. So as a black man, as soon as I seen her, I grew up with nothing but black woman in my life. My grandmother, my niece, my sister at the time was my brother. Now. Um, so I trust black women just off the, off the jump, just based off, if you read somebody's profile, I would always trust a black woman again, because everything that I have in my life is because of them. Yeah, I totally understand that. There definitely was a bond between you and Kay. So I would have like wanted to break you guys up because I knew you guys were a dynamic duo. That's what, it, it, it was that's what, that, that's what we, we was having a conversation like that. I said, because I um, I know you cover Survivor and you don't, yeah. you, somewhat big, you watch Big Brother probably. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's, it's kind of like now if they bring that many black people on the show at the same time, as somebody that's not black, are you going to assume that all the black people are working together? You have to naturally think that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, in a way, it's just, it adds an element to the game. Because if you think about it, we kind of dominated this year. We had Delisa mm-hmm. win uh, season two of The Circle. We had Marvin from Two Out to Handle. We had a, a black uh, a BB brother Canada winner. winner, a black Big Brother winner, and season three. Now we just got to win Survivor. I don't watch Survivor, but you just got to yeah. you, you keep giving me the tea on that. There's been plenty of black winners on Survivor. We also have our first um, all-black bachelor couple, Marissa and Riley. It's the first black couple to be together and leave the bachelor together we've had like interracial couples but we've never had two black people leave the show together isn't that crazy i'm never gonna lie i never watched the bachelor in my life oh i understand but we got to throw that statistic in there but reality tv is just becoming so much more diverse which is amazing because it puts everyone on an even playing field which is the way it should be 
and everyone can be represented. So what did it mean to you to not only represent you and like who you are, but also your trans sibling? So first, when I walked into the my uh, my apartment, I looked at the screen and I was like, hold on, what's this? <laughs> it's, it's a lot of brown faces. And so but as far as my 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 brother, it meant everything to me because I've had been a person where I struggle with pronouns. Even to this day, I'm I still I'm flawed, but I'm trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I think most people have to understand. Like it's some people had their 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 mind and their mind so shut on what what is what's right and what's wrong, but sometimes you just gotta listen. And um so to be able to be a straight black man, we have a stigma with us sometimes about when it comes to that community. So to be a straight black man and to represent my brother was just everything for me. Just show that not all black men are like the stigma that's sometimes TV or something on social media is portrayed as. Yeah, I mean, I think it was very touching. I think it brought a lot of people to you. A lot of people connected you, connected you with that. There was like, that was your that was your story. Do they tell you you have to like come in and share like the intimate, vulnerable details about yourself? Or is that just in the games? Or is that just a way to connect with people? Everything I've said, everything that I did on the show was organically me. That is 100%. Every now and then, what your producer might help you do is they might help you, like, because sometimes when I text, my, my fiance says me all the time, I'm very redundant. And so they say, hey, you kinda, you're kind of repeating yourself over and over. I'm like, okay. And then they help me say, this, maybe we should get rid of this, make it stay like this, but still 100% my thought and everything. But yeah, 100%, everything I did and said was 100% me. And I don't oh, I love that. know, in that moment with um, Ashley at the time, what made me feel vulnerable, but I just did. And I'm a comedian too. So I share my life on stage all the time. Yeah. So I guess I'm already used to being vulnerable in situations like that. I cried when I first seen it. I was like, oh, this oh, yeah. is... Even my moment with Kay, I was like, damn, this is... I didn't even know I was this emotional on this last batch of episodes. I had some moments. No, you did. I literally have chills right now. Oh my God. What was it like for your brother to watch that back and your whole family? It, it was probably two o'clock in the morning and I, I made him stay up. I said, you got to watch this part. You got to watch it. Cause I knew it was coming up. They gave me the clip ahead of time uh, to post for like social media and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, you got to stay up. You got to stay up. And um, I remember uh, I seen a, a tear come to his eye and he's, he acknowledged my effort of, of trying and not that I need acknowledgement. I just mm-hmm. appreciate that he sees that I'm trying. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. And you literally did not tell anyone in your family that you won the circle. Did you tell Brittany? Did you tell your fiance? Brittany and my brother. knew. They were like my emergency contacts. Okay. Somebody has to know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that video you posted on Instagram got everybody talking. I mean, it was such a great moment because you reported yeah. everyone watching you win it. And you literally played the circle a year ago. So how hard was that to keep that secret? I'm a very secretive person when it comes to my like my career and everything. I'm a Taurus. I don't know if the, I don't know if that means anything. I'm not <laughs> big in astrology like that. And when I came back, uh, I seen um, they asked me a few questions. I said, "Yeah, I was just out in Europe filming something for the radio station," and that literally that was it. And it, I was gone for two months, two and a half months, something like that. Well, let's kind of get into the final five because you made yourself to the top five. There's five people left now. You're voting for a you're ranking all the players for the final time what do you think of the strategy in regards to like that versus big brother and survivor where you like vote and there's a jury do you like how the circle does it where it's like anonymous it would be kind of dope if 
we were like, okay, in my first rating in front of everybody, I'm putting K in my second, yeah. I'm putting that would be that would add I didn't think about that, but that would add some type of intensity to it. But I'm not mad at the process. I I I, I know some people say that me winning was a, a, a I was how do they say it? I forget how they said it. They like the most deserving winner was Nick or K. That's what they were yeah. saying because they played the best game. Soph was telling me that she put Nick last because he she didn't know him. And mm-hmm. I shared more of myself to, to her. It was heart decisions when they put me earlier up. So I guess my game and how I was just being genuinely myself really won me the game and not some strategic oh, yeah. move. I think Soph said, uh, all I seen was his, oh, what's up, babe, flirty type side. And that really did nothing for her. So He didn't get super deep, but he did. What Nick did was he was such a good strategist from the beginning, but where oh. it put him in the butt towards the end is that when you're ranking everyone for the final time, you want to put that top strategist at the bottom because now it's going to affect right. your placement. So if you and Nick went jury style, you guys were the final two, the three other people, everyone else in the cast hey, from the jury, do you think you still could have beat him? You did it like that with a jury. I think anybody that came in the middle doesn't have a chance at all. The people in starting eight would have a better chance. And I think everybody that played the game deserves to win, but I don't think yeah. that would be fair for people that came. I guess I'm the, I'm the activist for the people that come in the middle now, huh? So I got to yeah. say the things like, yeah, it's not fair for us. Yeah. What was your final rating? Who did you put top and who did you put on the bottom? So I had K number one. I actually rated K number one the entire show from oh, my boy. first influencer chat. Um, Matt was my second. This is still heart. And then if I was going with my heart, I probably would have put Nick third, but I was being more strategic. I put Nick last and then I put Sophie in third. Wow. And then you took it home. So what was it like to win the money and win the game? What was more important to you? The money, of course, because it changed my family. Like it changed the, tra- the trajectory of what I could do for my family. And potentially, like I saved most of the money. Most of the money is still in my bank account. I bought a very modest car. Um, got my girl a nice. Matter of fact, my girl's ring costs more than my car because uh, <laughs> she deserves it. She, we've been together for t- uh, 13 years now. I, winning the game and the way I won it was the most important thing. Being able to talk about uh, Black people sticking together, be able to st- talk about my trans brother, be able to hear the stories about uh, Jackie's brother, Ian, rest in peace. The, I think our season, we offered so much emotionally to be the winner of this season at Metal And I liked how you talked about, and everyone on your cast talks a lot about just LGBTQ and different diverse stories. And that's what we really get on the circle, I think, more than like other shows. So like, what do you plan on doing now since you won the circle? Has this changed your life? Like, what do you want to do with this newfound reality TV fame or money that you haven't done before? So I'm still doing comedy. Comedy has always been my passion. Anything and everything do, it roots back to comedy. And uh, I'm going to continue doing what I I do regardless of, I don't, I don't, I don't see myself doing any other reality TV shows, but then again, I never say never. People bring up all stars in the circle. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I will go back as an all star because I won and I think yeah. <laughs> it would be pointless. But uh, Delisa had a good point. She said if they brought back a, a, a winter season where you bring back winners after, let's say, 11 seasons, if it makes it that far, I would do that and I would come back as like a Lana because you you don't want to block Alana again after she was the first ever person blocked first. That's a good point. Everyone would have to be a catfish if they brought you guys back because then you guys know each other too well and you, everyone knows each other's games too well. Who would because you everyone- go in as? From like anyone, from all three seasons, all three seasons. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I mean, Alana is a good option because you want to be someone yeah. a little bit more low key. I would want to be Mitchell almost because I feel like he kind of got the not smartest player edit or at least like perception. So I feel right. like I could use 
that like his good looks with his like maybe i'm dumber than i seem and then kind of manipulate and strategic my way around you know because if you bring somebody like nick back you go oh no this motherfucker too smart and he was portrayed super smart so yeah get rid of him yeah Yeah. that's actually mitchell's actually a good one yeah and i can't wait to see how the show evolves over the years because i think it has a lot of potential but i think that they you can still do some quirks and changes what do you want to see in future seasons what different rules or ideas do you have i want to see punishments i want to see more uh punishments as far as like if you have the worst cake or you don't participate to the best of your ability or if you lose the rap battle you have to do something 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 like a voice note you have to leave a voice note in the group chat so you could expose yeah. if you're playing a girl or you're playing a guy you have to something i don't know what type of punishments but i want to see like time something out. happens for yeah like a timeout or you can't speak to you can't have a day of talking because you like, i want to see punishments i think that would be a great uh addition to, to the show that'd be so funny if you can't talk to anyone and then you can't explain why so then they're gonna get in their head they're like why is he leaving me on red that would be <laughs> so funny he's leaving me on just like instagram if someone leaves you on let, scene. let, let me talk to zach hey, zach why he why he deny <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that was so funny. Wait, what happened? Was it Jackie? She had to pick between the two group chats. That is the funny. That was the funniest scene I think of the season. Uh, we invited, and usually it takes the, the producers have to go grab the person, make sure. Oh, just let you know, um, you have a thing. But this time, it took for a minute, and I remember I was sitting there thinking, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then she came in, so we didn't at the time we didn't know she had two things on her on her chat. Mm-hmm. So it was the moment when she told us, like, I just got two requests. I exploded like, oh, that this is so good. Like, as a fan of like knowing how TV and everything, I like they did a they did a great great job. Oh, that was a good moment. Well, I think a lot of people ask about the producers. Like, how much of a role do you think they have in like shaping the game and like moving it forward? They choose the games and they choose. Um, like you, like you start your day off, you saying, I would like to talk to this person, I would like to talk to this person, and you give them the reason why. And uh, like, of course, like if you ever do the show, don't go in and say, like you're, if you're on day nine, or like you're you're in episode uh, 10, you don't want to tell the producer, oh, I, I just want to talk to Kay, just to see what she ate for breakfast. You like, you want to yeah. be able to like, they're, they're still producing the show at the same time, but they're, the producer's hand is not in it from my point of view at all. Like, of course, they make the games and stuff like that. But that's the nature of the circle. And you guys, to kind of wrap this up, you guys all celebrated this past weekend. I was there. I saw a bunch of you guys. What was that kind of like seeing everyone? What did you guys do? What was it like to see everyone's faces? Uh, So we had our rap party. But again, we've seen each other several times. Like a lot of us, I think there's six or five or six of us in L.A. Um, Mm -hmm. So we've been kicking it. Uh, Daniel flies back and forth to L.A. like he lives here. Yeah, he does. Uh, we all go to Rachel's house. Uh, that's like the LA season three hub for us. Yeah, and it was just good seeing everybody. We was drinking. Everybody got a little intoxicated at the rap party. So we had. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is very true. Everyone was intoxicated, and I have to ask you this because you put this on your Instagram story, and the people want to know. Rachel and Nick were hooking up. They were making out. What can you tell? Yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm saying everybody was drinking too much. I, I know <laughs> Rachel and Nick. I don't. I don't know their official title right now. Uh, they go back and forth, but uh, I see. I remember. I, I literally was about to say something else, and then Rachel just grabbed Nick and and made out with him for a good. I say six seconds, right? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I steamy. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I captured that moment. Yeah, a lot of people were like, "What's going on?" Because the circle's <laughs> trying to bring on this little. They're trying to bring on the love stories, which I think 
could seem a little forced at times, but I think it just adds to the show because, you know, you have Calvin and Kay. People really do fall in love on the show. So you never know right. what could happen in the future. That, that, that's what that's what I tell them. The circle, you get love is blind because you fall in love blindly and two out the handle because ain't nobody having sex. So uh, yeah. we, we got all th- we got all two of the shows in, in the circle. Exactly. All of the above. Well, thank you so much for being here, doing this podcast with me. I look forward to seeing you the next time we go out and everything. Um, where could everyone find you? What do you got going on that you want to promote or tell everyone about? All right, everybody. I got my podcast called Off the Mic. Uh, pretty much the title of the show is called Off the Mic because there's a bunch of shit you shouldn't say on the mic. Uh, a bunch bunches of just giving my raw opinions. It's almost like stand-up comedy once a week for 20, 30 minutes. And um, that's called Off the Mic. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. You just type in Off the Mic or type in my name. And then everything else on social media, Snapchat, Instagram, eHarmony, BlackPeopleMeet.com, Christian Meagle. Everything is at James Jefferson J. Simple as that. Just type that name and you'll find me on any platform. What are you doing on eHarmony? I I just got it wherever I can get some money at. That's where I'm at. (laughs) All right, period. Say less. Well, I will have all your links down below so everyone can find you. So thank you for being here and I'll catch you later. Thank you. I appreciate you, bro. Thanks for having me on. All right, guys. That was my podcast interview with James. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I totally enjoyed it so, so much. And once again, guys, I love making my podcast. The reason why I'm taking a step back is to just kind of regroup with the podcast. But I will be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode with a new reality star. I just need to regroup a little bit and focus on some of the goals. So I hope you guys understand, but I will be still very active on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram, on all my social media platforms. I have been doing so many YouTube videos lately. So definitely make sure you guys check those out. If you want some of my opinions on the bachelorette and other subjects and different reality shows, guys all have an amazing, amazing Halloween weekend. I love you guys so much. Why am I getting emotional right now? And I will be back with the podcast. And I would say about two, to three weeks so hang in there with me guys and we will catch you guys next time see you later